he was like, I shouldn't have been fannying about. And I fucking love that saying. I, I put that, I, I put that one. Um, he, he even said like, oh, dicking around or something. Did he say like dicking around? I heard fannying. So gay. Tom just can't hear the word fanny. <laughs> it just automatically turns into yeah. Jack in his head. <laughs> What's the funny? The Crumbs. Hello, welcome to The Crumbs. You're with Courtney, Tom and Hamish. It was very sweet this week. It was dessert week. Although it actually wasn't that sweet because one of the comments that Jordan constantly made was, oh, I like it. It's not very sweet. She's definitely the someone who goes, goes out for dinner and orders the cheese platter for dessert, eh? 100%. I was like, are we on a baking show or not? I like it. It's not very sweet. Oh, I like this one. It's not very sweet. Obviously not, because she didn't do a baked cheesecake. Who didn't? Jordan. Oh, not Jordan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. 30 seconds into recording and you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Can someone remind Tom what podcast he's on? Tom, have you watched the show? You say that every time. Of course I have. Or were you just on Grindr? <laughs> yeah, we, we've heard otherwise. We've heard reports you were you were doing other things. Lols. Um, seeming as we are also now a fashion podcast based on our last couple of weeks. I've got thoughts immediately. Hugo was wearing dungarees and men shouldn't wear dungarees. I'm here to say it on the pod. Oh, I didn't even Ooh, notice I think I disagree. Nothing says... I'm trying to attract children into a van like a man wearing dungarees. No offense, Hugo. What the fuck? I had a beautiful pair of Tommy Hilfiger dungarees in the 90s. Yeah, when you were, what, a child? How old were you? Wait, wait, how old was I or how old am I? No, was. I'm not sure if I want to disclose that information, Hamish, actually. I think dungarees are cool. Well, everyone's now burning their dungarees because of Hamish, whether they're cool or not, because they don't want to be... A person with a seedy van. Guys, don't listen to Hamish. If you want to wear dungarees, wear dungarees. Can I just say, whilst Hamish is looking at his fashion notes, I've actually not taken any fashion notes this week. Oh, I did. I found, I've got another one. Our girl, Victoria, those chubba chub earrings. How did you miss them, Tom? Um, no, I was looking at Victoria and I was like, girl, wear the matching earrings. And then... No, she was like giving Jennifer Coolidge. She was had like a kind of cropped velveteen hoodie with like fur cuffs and yes chubba chub earrings and i was like yes i liked the chubba chub earrings i would wear them um courtney do you have any fashion opinions of course uh canadian tuxedo from jordan <laughs> like just the full denim on denim on denim yeah down to the boot um and honestly i couldn't get over the fact that pex looks like drake just the whole episode <laughs> also they're not changing the the outfits which they did now season that confused me mm. because, like, the bakers changed their outfits, but the judges didn't. I was like, okay, cool. So the judges are trapped in the barn overnight. <laughs> yeah, what the bakers? It's actually Survivor. <laughs> They're filming Celebrity Treasure Island in the barn, and it's just the four of them. Motor and the like food challenges are just the leftover bakes. Honestly, someone should let TVNZ know. It'll probably save them some money. I don't think they can save much more money, hun. Um, so. the signature. They had to make six cheesecakes. They could make them baked or set. We all know what team you're on, Courtney. You're a you're a set gal. Okay, well, okay, well, that's wrong for a start. I mean, gross. Um, I've just got in my notes here. Look, Hugo, Lucas, Pax all agree that the only cheesecake is a baked cheesecake. Yes, Lucas. A quote from Lucas was, um, "If you're going to do it, do it right." Amen. Fighting words coming from Lucas. So I'm fifty-fifty because. 
one of the first things I baked kind of like solo with no supervision and I thought I was really good and I was very proud of myself was a food in a minute recipe. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a boysenberry cheesecake set, Courtney. Yes. So you're on board. Um, And you made like, you made kind of jelly out of like the leftover juice from the boysenberries. It was like quite nice, but like instead of actually making cheesecake, you use like tararua cheesecake filling, which is just like a tub that you just kind of like stir up and that's the cheesecake. This is such a, like, snapshot of New Zealand history. Like, food in a minute. Thanks, Alison making... Gofton. Uh, Alison Gofton. Who the fuck's Alison Dof- Gofton? Honestly, I think Tom has to leave the podcast now after those words. <laughs> you don't know who Alison Gofton is? She's only the mother of New Zealand baking. How do you? No, you're thinking of Alison Holst. Wait, who's Alison Gofton? Food in a minute. And Alison Holst was the baker. I am thinking of Alison Holst. You're both yeah, leaving no, the podcast. <laughs> Hi, welcome to The Crumbs. I am lone solo host Hamish Russell, who was on one episode of Great Kiwi Bake Off Season 3. Oh, she, oh, okay, yes, okay. Right, we've seen a picture. She kind of She's giving me Briscoe's lady. It's all just... She's giving you Tammy from Briscoe's. <laughs> Is her name Tammy? She's like, I've got like two degrees of separation away from the Briscoe's lady. Guess what color her hair is? Brunette. Gray. Gray. Full gray. gray. But has has been like full gray since like the 1990s. So she wears a wig, right? Wigs on wigs. The wig budget at Briscoe's is through the roof. That's probably the most exciting thing we've said on this podcast. Like we're now confirming that the Briscoe's lady has gray hair. Why doesn't she just dye her hair? She doesn't want to be recognised as the Briscoe's lady when she's out and about. Imagine trying to go to Briscoe's to get a sheet sale and you're the Briscoe's lady. That's a hard life. She doesn't have to buy anything. Oh my god, okay, we have so bad at tangenting today. (laughs) I think we just call it there. I mean, like I said, that's the most exciting thing that's happening. End of podcast. Thomas, 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 whose signature was your favourite? Oh my god, okay, cool. Wait, let me... uh... Um, Courtney, whose signature was your favourite? <laughs> I muted myself because I was drinking a cocktail. <laughs> the podcast already going to shit. <laughs> okay, I'll go. One of my favourites in the signature, even though his coolie didn't work out, which was a big shame, was um, Jonathan and his like a, a raspberry cheesecake. At first, I was like, "Oh, it's a bit basic," but like, I think it was kind of light, airy. The texture, like, it was really flaky crumb and stuff. Um, because a lot of people suffered this week from having like a really solid kind of like base and it was too stodgy. I think he nailed the brief in that respect. Can I just say, this is a personal preference thing again. I just feel like it's such polarizing differences. If I got a crumbly cheesecake base, I'd send it back. What I love is like putting a spoon down or like a fork down the cheesecake and you get like the smoothness of the cheesecake and then you uh, met with the base and there's like resistance and then you go... Tink. You don't want it to like break your fork trying to get through it, but I want a bit of buttery like holding it together. I don't want it to crumble and be sad. It just reminds me of like the cheesecake you'd get from Pizza Hut that were just like shitty and there was this weird malt biscuit in the bottom. Courtney, that's funny because then like, okay, right. A, I want to take back everything I've just said, but B, <laughs> like that's, you're describing a baked cheesecake. Honestly, I think we should just take our earrings off and go to the car park at this point. Yeah, I think <laughs> I will be the like the umpire of this fight. I'm putting money on Courtney. Hamish, who was your favourite from the signature? No, I asked you and you still haven't answered because Tom took back everything he said. I love... This is... It's hard for me because I really liked the look of one, but I feel like the flavour would have been horrible and it was Monique's. Like, hers looked 
gorgy. Like, very retro still, Neapolitan, hit the mark, but that pink was, like, radioactive, and you just know that it was going to taste of strawberry essence. Mm. Um, We'll come back to the strawberry extract, I feel, because that was a choice. But um, favourite was probably Lucas. I liked the look of his, Cherry Garcia, very, like, and I know... It was a baked one. I know. I like both. I'm just saying that seat has got its place, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think Lucas. Lucas was, you know, feeling himself this week. Um, I agree, Courtney. Um, Lucas was really coming into his own this week. Like, I feel as though he's really starting to kind of find himself and, um, and do well, yeah. He started the week confidently and just kind of went from there. I did just write the note. was like, I was like, silver balls? Like, don't. Oh, I wrote the silver balls were a choice. Yep. I really liked the flavor combination of Hugo's lime and blueberry. I fucking love that combination. Um, but Did you love the lime peel? Why lime peel? Uh, just chuck some zest. And spo- spoiler alert, I did love his like callback to the lime peel when he like put a passion fruit, like, what do you call it, husk <laughs> on his showstopper. I have a question that I'm very much on the fence about, and that is mint, especially in like more like baked goods like this, like mint and chocolate. What are the thoughts? Okay, one of the nicest chocolate chip cookie kind of things that I've done, like experiments, is chopped mint, like fresh mint, through like a chocolate chip cookie with dark chocolate, and it's so fucking good. Fresh mint in baking versus essence is not what you expect, and it's fucking delicious. Do you reckon she used fresh mint in that or used like no she used creme de menthe. Creme de menthe. Oh, creme de menthe. It's that's a bloody retro throwback as well. She lives in alcohol as well, that woman. God, don't we all? But there's a time and a place. We we do, but she, she's always got she's always got a, like a spirit on the go. She's got a hurt flask of creme de menthe. She knows that she knows she knows that Peter Gordon is half cooked every time he's on set, so she's like, I'll just knock him over the edge that's how she's got the star baker the last couple of weeks she's given him a hood on the flask yes but did you hear did you hear what he called it peter gordon when he was at victoria station he was like so you got baker of the day twice and i was like it's, do you know what fucking show you're on <laughs> baker of the day oh i might make a little picture of victoria with a little baker of the day badge or something and like Peter, Peter giving her one, like a Baker of the Day badge. Peter giving um, her one. <laughs> Peter, Peter giving her one. Fucking hell, Courtney. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I think we can wrap this up with the quote from Kehi, which just is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. I have to make less mistakes and make better choices. Oh <laughs> I wrote that down in massive capital letters, and I was going to use it at the end of this podcast. I think we can all take it for like going forward, quite frankly. Just, just an everyday life. Great life lesson, Kihi. She's honestly, I really appreciated her chaos in this um, whole show, to be fair. Like, I feel like we actually got to see a bit of her personality, which I really like. I fucking love Kihi, and I'm so sad to see her go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I haven't watched well. the end of the episode yet. <laughs> also, I'd argue Tom's not spoken about Kihi once, and now he's like, I love her so much. He's like, I thought her name was Karen. <laughs> no, but fuck off, Hamish. <laughs> the Crumbs. All right, so Peter set the technical challenge this week, and it was a quince crumble tart. Quince is a very... I like quince, but it is not a common fruit, right? The only time I eat quince is when I'm enjoying a lovely cheese board on a summer's afternoon, and it's in a paste form. 
Okay, I've got a, I've got a game of word association for you too. So say the say the first thing that comes into your mind when I say this Dick. word. Okay, no, after I say the word. Oh, sorry. Crumble. Pastry. Apple. Yeah. Okay. Great. If Jonathan was here, he would have said, I love crumble. I love, 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 love oh crumble. Oh, my God. I was like, he's passionate. Jonathan loves a crumble. I even put that in my notes as well. It's like, do you reckon Jonathan loves a crumble, guys? Yeah, I reckon he might like a crumble. I reckon we dial him into this podcast and just ask him if he loves crumble. And then Victoria doesn't love a crumble. She's like, um, I don't make crumbles. And I was like, why? They're so fucking delicious. I would argue that crumble, crumble is not a dessert that anyone's passionate about. It's there. It's great. I'm ending the podcast. I'm passionate about crumble. Crumble. I mean, it's just some, it's something that you can make, like in like twenty minutes. It's something you can make. <laughs> you can make. Full stop. Please edit that to only be. It's something you can it's make. It's something you can I mean, make. That's like the tagline of crumble. Um, Kihi's uh, narrative this episode was: "It's my first time doing everything," and also that she can't read, so she is technically the Leah Michelle of this cast. <laughs> She did. This is the one where she actually lost her mind, wasn't it? When she was making the pastry and put in a whole egg, a half egg, no egg, all the flour. It just really got very hectic very fast. And just kept saying, like, I need to read the recipe. And I think even Haley was like, so are you reading it? And she's like, no, I, I need to do it. And she's <laughs> like, Hayley's I read like, it the last two times and it didn't work. So this time I'm just freeballing it. Like, what? And then Haley had to f- remove herself from the situation because she was getting, like, secondhand stress. I didn't write a lot for the technical. I'm just thinking, I think... <laughs> I... I think Jonathan loved crumbles. We've already covered that. Cross. <laughs> Actually, have we spoken about Jonathan and the, his love of crumbles? I'm still on the fence. Does he love them? I don't know if he loves them. Jonathan, could you just flick us a message, please, to the podcast um, Facebook page and just let us know if you like crumbles? Thanks. Facebook page? Okay, turns out we don't have a Facebook page. <laughs> no, I'm not my mum. If you could send a message to the MySpace page and let us know. <laughs> if you could slide into our Bebo DMs. If you could send us a career pigeon and just let us know about whether or not you like crumble, that'd be great. Are you making fun of his age? <laughs> How heartbroken were we all when Hugo left the um, bottom of the tart cases on his I wrote oh the cardinal sin from Hugo. It's leaving the bottom of your friggin' what are they called? When I first watched it, I was like, oh no, like they've chosen the one that he's left it on. And they went around all of them and I was like, no. But that was an active choice, obviously. He was like, fuck, they're too warm. I can't slide these off. They're stuck. I didn't grease the tins or whatever. I think he just forgot about them. No, you can't. What, you push it out and then you put it on the plate? Stop talking about your sex life. <laughs> you can forget about it. You push it out. You've got hold of the tin, and then you just, like, put it down, and then suddenly you've got two minutes to go, and you just pop them on your presentation plate, and then you go back to your, de- your thing, and you're like, oh, my God, where are all the bottoms? <laughs> <laughs> They're on grinder. <laughs> They're at Tom's house. Oh, my God. Um, okay, I wrote down four things around the judging. One of them was that they all look so tired. It kept going back to them, like, waiting to hear the critiques, and they all just looked wrecked. I was like, those poor fuckers. Um, Victoria at the very start of the episode said the best thing which was you're definitely not meant to make a cheesecake in two hours she's correct but during the sorry during the critiques of that technical I think the judges kept saying let's do a bum check I also wrote (laughs) that down under Jordan Jordan was like bum check 
And then someone described one of them as a bit of a sad tart. I also wrote that down. Peter, that was Takihi. He's like, I don't want to be mean, but it's a bit of a sad tart. Okay, we're two for two, Courtney. I wonder if you got my third one, which was Jonathan describing... He was obviously very sad about what he had done and put forward, and he was like, I shouldn't have been fannying about, and I fucking love that saying. I, I put that I, I put that one, because um, Jonathan is so polite and kind of well-to-do and kind of watches, watches what he says. And then in that one, he was obviously pissed off, because he even said, like, oh, dicking around or something? Did he say, like, dicking around? I heard fannying. So gay. Tom just can't hear the word fannying. <laughs> It just automatically turns into Jack and his head. <laughs> What's so funny? So, Tom, you took on the technical challenge this week, which was uh, that Quince tart. Um, how'd you go finding Quince in Auckland in uh, September? Okay, so about that. Um, could could not find Quince anywhere. Checked all the local supermarkets, even the Asian supermarket. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I kind of had to, like, change the recipe slightly. I used pears. Um but, it, but hey, it really worked like with like the different spices, like you know, like the cinnamon and the chili and stuff in there. Um, I had to change it for pears, and you know what? It was good, and I had fun making it. It was it was really fun. I've like I've literally never eaten other than like quince paste. I've never had a quince in my life, so I don't know if they have like a distinguishable taste. But like a pear crumble sounds fucking yum. Yeah, um, I'd never, I had never cooked. Sorry, I have never cooked with quince before either. So that's why I was like really excited to kind of do this. And obviously, it's got like the pastry base, which is kind of what I like doing anyway. So that's why I kind of put my hand up this week to do the technical. So the question I've been waiting to ask about this technical for you is: Were there any soggy bottoms? No. Because I like doing pastry. Just the one, just the one making the tarts. Just me. Um, no, like my pastry, I was really happy with my pastry. Um, I took a couple like of little video tips as well, or little photos we can stick up on the um, the Crumbs Pod page on Insta. The photos will be up soon, so watch out for that. Oh, the only other thing of note was that Kihi only got up three tarts, and I feel like that's when we're starting to see things are going downhill for you if you can't get up all your like tarts. I heard her. I think I think they were filming Jonathan or Hugo and then I heard in the background like it's broken okay he was like in the back of the yes and then her face when she put the plate down she was like <laughs> her facials were amazing like I, again even though she went home this is like my favorite episode of her because I just saw so much of her personality and I think it's quite clear that the bakers really liked her so there's like clearly she's an amazing person I would make a montage of all of her amazing facials, but you can't fucking screenshot TVNZ Plus, so that's why all of the things on our Instagram are me taking a photo of my screen. In between all my notes, I did actually just have a massive kind of subheading here saying, like, I heart Kihi. Um, so Jonathan decided just to not cook his tarts, so he came in seventh. Um, Kihi was sixth, Hugo was fifth, Brooke came in third, second was Lucas, and Monica slash Monique got her first win. Bless her. <laughs> well, I'm well so deserved. glad for Monica. She really deserved it. Monique, if you're listening to this podcast, I said Monica once, like ages ago. Yeah, but you also probably called her like Margaret and like Mary as well. <laughs> yeah, like. I did not. I did not. The crumbs. Okay, guys, so this week for the um, showstopper, we had the trifle terrine. Yum! I can't wait to eat one. Who? Said no one ever. But hey, like for me, this challenge was a challenge. 
Um, and for me, that is just something that I'm not comfortable with. Like, the kind of, like, jelly and the fucking sponges in the jam, like, making them all layer up. And then you have to think about flavor combinations and textures. That's something that I don't think I would do particularly well in. So for me, this was quite a challenge, to be fair. I would have been appalled if a recipe request came through from the food producers and it said trifle terrain. At that point, I think I'd have gone, all right, team, it's been good knowing you, I'm out. Like, texturally, like, what can you do apart from adding a few toppings to try and not make that an abomination? Texturally, okay, what, like jelly, sponge? marshmallow, all very soft. So what I'm saying is, like, where's the... Like, I'm a crunch, I'm crunchy, I'm a crunchy gal, I want it to, like, I want to feel but, it going uh, down, you know? Spoiler, oh, God, <laughs> this is a um, spoiler alert, but when when Jordan was, like, I was missing some texture from Lucas's one, and he was kind of like, ah, oh, and you could tell in his face, like, where was I meant to put texture, and I was like, use crunchy peanut butter! Imagine you slice into a thing of, like, terrine, and then there's just, like, a random nut floating in it. Well, I'm never going to slice into a thing of terrine, to be honest. Especially not if there's random nuts floating in it. Like No, but I would have at least you would have felt it going down, Courtney, which is something on your list of things <laughs> that you enjoy. I actually just gagged because that was too much for me. But yeah, I just think overall this challenge, I kind of stopped taking notes because my stomach was turning because I hate the combination of like dairy and jelly. I think like for the first five minutes of this challenge, I just had this permanent look of horror on my face. I think I blacked out until the like sequence of shots where they were like flipping them out onto the plates and my heart rate went through the roof. Oh my god, honestly, I like almost shit myself when like Brooke was turning her uh, terrain out and then it cut to an ad break. I was like, <gasps> Can we talk about the fact that Pax said to Kihi, can I touch your cake? She said yes. Then he said, it feels like memory foam. At which case, <laughs> I would have walked out of the barn and straight off the cliff, quite frankly. I'm done. Thank I'd have been like, oh, cool, a comedian who has admitted that he doesn't bake at all. And even he knows my cake's not great, like memory foam. That's so mean. And then she actually ended up using that one in the yeah. terrain as well. I feel well. like they were leaning towards that because he was like, can I touch it? And I was like, I hope he doesn't like rip a bit off or something because like, you just never know when you're going to need yeah. like a backup. Yeah. And I was like sitting there so anxious and then the fact that she used it. But I was just like, what a shitty comment to make to someone who's just baked a cake. Like... No. I just felt so sorry because when she was cooking the first one, she's like, it's a bit brown on top. It was like browned, like a cake should be. And then the second one, she took it out of the oven and it was like charcoal. It was like brown, brown as fuck, eh? <laughs> if you were being held at gunpoint and you had to have a slice of someone's trifle terrain, whose would it have been? The Bonoffi one. It looked like it would have some decent flavour, some decent texture. I was like, And it looked like it stood tall and it was presentable. So I say Monique. And it's kind of like everything to do with Bonoffi can be turned into a terrain element without it being weird. Jordan described Monique's as comforting, and that was like what I got when I looked at it as well. I was like, yeah, that looks like a hearty slice. Oh my god, that's what I said about her cage last week. Monique is the queen of like a hearty slice. A hearty slice, yeah. Um, I don't feel like passion fruit and chai is a combination of flavours I would put together. That was Hugo's. Yeah, as soon as Hugo's flavour combination came out, I mentally went blank i was like i don't want to know about that we haven't spoken about jonathan's rice pudding in his terrain um yeah i think jonathan like hugo is quite experiment experimentative is that a word experimental experimental Experimental. (laughs) fuck me Uh, experimental in his flavors and stuff and i think this week it's really pulled off for him 
He had a bit of a bumpy week, but Jonathan has got his first star baker, and he started Sorry, crying. correction, correction, it's actually baker of the day. Can we only refer to them now as Baker of the Day in honour of Peter having no idea what show he's on? Like Peter just... Gordon's Baker of the Day. Jonathan got Baker of the Day um, and he started crying. He's very sensitive as Jonathan, bless him. We, it's adorable. Like, I love that. And it's, it's like it's hard work, you know, whether we think the banks are hard or not, being in there and doing that all day and recording all day and doing all those interviews is friggin' hard. So that little moment where someone's like, you got baker of the program. <laughs> like that's what you want to hear, right? Like it's yeah, it's 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 recognition, and it's really nice to hear. And he obviously he obviously didn't think he was going to get it because Brooke and Victoria, by the looks of it, had bet that he was going to get it. So he was betting against himself. So that is it. Kind of also shows you the mindset of when you're on the show. You kind of always like oh, that person's better, or, like, I fucked that up, so they're going to... Like, he he probably was like, I got last in the technical, I'm a joke, I'm probably going You definitely home. only focus on your negative comments, 100%. So, like you said, everyone probably thinks they're going home constantly. Um, unfortunately, someone who did go home was our wonderful Kihi. Boo! Not that I wanted anyone else to go but, like, I don't know, I love I love Kihi. She's good energy, she's very talented, all-round good egg. Like, I'm, I'm really sad to see Kihi go... A good full egg, not a good half egg. As <laughs> a good whole egg. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see her go. And you could tell, I think Courtney mentioned this earlier, like, just the, like, love between the cast. They were all, they were basically was, like, all crying, both for Jonathan's success and for, like, Kihi going home. So I was like... So cute. Um, I don't think anybody cried when I went. I literally wrote down, there were a lot of cries this year. Was our season cold-hearted? Because I'm pretty sure we yes. didn't cry. I, the only person I, I cried for that. was Peter. Okay, well, fuck my drag. <laughs> the thing is, you going home was like that the first time, like, shock. Like, we've literally said, they had to tell us that we were allowed to, like, hug you because I didn't know what was happening. I was like... Yeah, no. so can, I, what I was going to ask was, like, it seems in this season that they have, like, a debrief and the judges are there and the hosts are there and you're all, like, talking and, like, that's when we got that little tidbit about Jonathan's trifle train being one of Peter Gordon's top 50 things that he's eaten. <laughs> bizarre compliment um but like did that happen like after i left it it did to some extent but they weren't so cute um so like mainly because we had do it do insane and what <laughs> courtney's pissed everybody i'm sorry courtney has had one too many cocktails do insane. <laughs> do insane. um sue and dean probably not as um forthcoming yeah, five coming approachable. Um, Sue, yes. Um, they're probably not going to listen to this podcast, so let's just say what we want to say. Like, Hamish and Nancy, two question. They did. They kind of like came forward, and we had a little chat. But it, it was, it seemed quite contrived, and it was kind of like um, we had a little chat, and then and then they were like, "Right, I'm going now." To me, it felt like Dean had been told, "Okay, Dean, you need to stay for two minutes after the person is told that they're leaving." And then you can go. It, honestly, it's like you could see him like just standing there being like, and now Counting I can go. Down. Yeah, and he would literally, there was no real interaction. And like I have heard through the grapevine that even after the technicals, the judges actually are making a really, like are making a point to go and talk to the contestants, talk to them about the bake, what went wrong, how they can fix it so that they actually learn from it. How, like, okay, so next week is, um, what's the theme for next week? 
I couldn't work it out. I wrote down savory. Bakery. I think bakery week. Oh yeah, bakery week. It must be because there's a fruit tart and then like a pie. Some of those fruit tarts look really fucking good, and that's right up my street. I wish I could like participate in next week. So Hamish, you got a chance to catch up with our lovely Kihi and have a chat with her. How was that? It was amazing. I don't think any of us are surprised that she is just an adorable human being, and it was really fun to catch up with her. Congratulations on your time on the the Great Kiwi Bake Off. You were absolutely incredible, and we were all very sad to see you go. Um, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good, thank you. Um, just feels awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing it happen, reliving the moment again. Yeah, so how, where were you on Thursday night? Um, like, I just stayed home, and my parents came over, and then we, like, watched it t- together. So it was just, like, quite intimate. Um, there were so many emotions when you were um, eliminated on Thursday night. All of the other bakers basically just, like, burst into tears immediately, so you must have um, created some pretty strong connections. How did that feel on the day when you were filming? It was very emotional. Like um, I got emotional again, like rewatching it, like on Thursday night. Um, but you know. So on your time um, on the Great Kiwi Bake Off, what was your favorite thing that you baked? The favorite thing I baked. Oh, the favorite thing. So my favorite thing of yours that you put out was the yeah. Korean fried chicken biscuits. Oh, it was so beautiful. That was I was like when I saw that the like jug of beer or like the kind yeah. of handle of beer. I was like, this girl can decorate. She's so like you're so good. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean like yeah, I guess I guess the um, the KFC the Korean fried chicken it really did. Yeah, I had fun baking those. Korean people love fried chicken, yeah. like with the beer. So, it yeah, I think out of all the bakes, that was like the most creative. It was like actually lots and lots of fun. Um, I what was your what was your kind of like fondest memory of being on the show? Fondest memory being on the show, it was probably like not during filming. <laughs> yeah. <was> just joking. <laughs> And when there's, like, less pressure on you, eh? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when you just kind of, like, relax and you really, like, sit down and talk with the contestants. Um, like, I don't know about the other bakers. Like, when the cameras were on, I had lots of fun. Um, I was just enjoying the moment and having fun. Um, I should have took it a little bit more. Like, I could have been more serious about it. But... Um, I think you were, you were, like, you... I think you took it seriously, but you also had a lot of fun. Like... The showstopper yeah. challenge when you were kind of obviously had a bit of a nightmare with your sponge and like mm. Haley and Pax came up to you and like I think if they'd approached a lot of other people in that high stress yeah. situation they would have got a different reaction but you were always so like light and positive and I think that like you came across so warm and wonderful on the show. <laughs> I hope so um, yeah I mean. What was the the trickiest thing like was it one of the technicals like what was the hardest moment for you on the show? Oh, the hardest moment has to be the technicals. I, like, fail so badly in those technicals. I have, like, no general knowledge. It was just so hard. Like, it was not just about the reading part. <laughs> I know. They also, like, even the way they write the recipes, they're obviously trying to make it as difficult as possible. But it's yeah. just, like, they kind of they set you up to fail. But I guess that's where the, the fun comes in from yeah. the television aspect. 
I think it's also to do with, you know, when, you know, if you were just baking at home, reading off like a recipe book, you, you don't have that pressure. So you're just like taking your time and yeah. understanding what it means. And you're like, kind of like rehearsing it, like what's going to, like what you need to do next and so on. But there it's like, everyone is so epic fast. They're like, just like, you know, I don't know how, how, how much the cameras like captured everyone's like, of movement but they were quick yeah. yes yeah what are some of the things that you or, like, or have you kind of since you've been off the show like have you tried yeah. to make any of those recipes again or are you having a bit of a break oh no no i've definitely um like every week i've like been inviting friends so i've been making baking all the um the challenges cool like and it's been fun like you know without the time been, pressure in your yeah, own time temperature. yeah in my own time obviously like like when i look back and see the um technical it's like actually it's not as bad or maybe it's because i've already done it once maybe that's the case like it's definitely like a bit of both i think like i mean i only did one technical challenge but like the hardest thing about the show is like as soon as you're given a time limit when they're like you've got mm -hmm. an hour and a half or you've got two hours or yeah. something like my brain just goes crazy and it yeah, goes like, I don't know what to, and it like kind of like short wires and I have to like, I don't know, try and like relearn how to bake, even if it's like the most simple things. I know, right? I think it's also like to do with like how much general like baking knowledge the contestant has. Yeah. Like I've never made like 80% of the things that were on the brief. Yeah. <laughs> like it was literally like, oh, shortbread. I never make shortbread. I just buy the ones from the city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for me like i never made those like key i like i love eating quiche and i love eating um cheesecake but i like never make it myself because i know that like if i buy it from like cafe it's so much nicer yeah so, <laughs> i just bake things of which i'm like confident with and but that's the thing about the bake-off that's what i learned like oh like try all these different recipes i think that was like the best part like exploring all these different types of baking yeah. like i do like a lot of cakes and like you know cupcakes and like i like decorating i was gonna say you spend a lot of time like finessing with your decoration skills and stuff and i think I that's like the saddest thing is that like that's always the last part and on the bake-off yeah. as well you're like oh i've now got five minutes to completely <laughs> decorate my cake or my biscuits or whatever so you did very well with the limited amount of time yeah i mean like what can i do the past is the past and i you know yeah like, can i move on and like everyone has their like like fortes and they have like their weaknesses and you know just learn from that exactly was there yeah. any um was there anything else you wanted to say at all while i've got you here just i'm i'm, I'm just happy for like all the contestants who are going to move on for the next coming weeks and like um yeah i really enjoyed like it was mostly to do with the contestants like they're like amazing and i wish them all the best for the next few weeks to come yeah, you guys have such a beautiful cast, and I think, like, even from following you guys on Instagram, you're still kind of hanging out and keeping in touch, and that's so nice to to see. Yeah, it really is, like, made, like, forever friends. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and <laughs> yeah. speaking of Instagram, everyone should go yeah. and follow Kihi at Kihi's Cakery on Instagram, and you can see some of the most incredible, I'm literally flicking through it right now, like, the most beautiful cakes. I'm seeing a Harry, <laughs> a Harry Potter one. <laughs> Some stunning cupcakes. Oh, wedding cakes. You do some beautiful, beautiful creations, Kihi. 
Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to keep following you and seeing what you have to offer. And I think the Great Kiwi Bake Off is going to be a little bit a little bit duller without you in the cast because you really brought something special to every episode. So that was my chat with Kihi. You can keep up with all the amazing things she's baking on Instagram. Her handle is Kihi's Cakery and you can see all of her amazing decoration work there. She's fucking fantastic. Sad that we had to see her go, but yeah, go follow her on Instagram. That only leaves us with one more thing for this podcast who's gonna win tom one person one person tom one name one person, no tom. words just, just one, one name one name i forgot about that part um oh my god oh my gosh 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 brooke brooke's brooke's gonna come through brooke's coming through he's firm on the brook train I am Team Monique. I think this um, this week is another example of just how good she is, and I can't wait to see what she does for Bakery Week? Question mark. Yeah, I think I lean towards Monique as well. Like they're very similar, Brooke and Monique, but Monique has kind of just got that bit of experience where she is just a good home cook. Like that's all I can. Like she's just bloody good at it. That's it for dessert week. We don't really know what next week is. It involves a lot of pastry by the looks, which is going to be right up Tom's. Ali. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. It's called The Crumbs Pod. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, please give us a five star rating. The Crumbs. The Crumbs.